He's got connections. From actors and athletes to comedians and world-class musicians. Andy Hall. His contact list is jam-packed with some of the most recognizable names in entertainment. And every week, Andy Hall's bringing them to you on the Laser Airwaves. This week in Andy's Hall Pass. Joining me via the Laser Hotline, see their frontman, Sean Morgan. Hey, Andy, it's Sean. How you doing? I'm sorry I'm late, man. The last one ran about, you know, 15 minutes longer than it should have. Sean, it's all good, man. I'm just happy to have you. It's great to hear your voice again, buddy. You too, man. How you been? I'm fine. How about you? Hanging in there, you know, trying to stay, uh, trying to trying to be positive this, this year and proactive and uh, get things done, man. Yeah, with that new year, and I mean, though not all the world's ills have been cured as yet, I'm gathering a hint of optimism from most of the people <laughs> I've talked to since the first of the year. Are you feeling that too? I tell you what it is. It's, it's not even really optimism as, as much as it was just being fed up with, with feeling bad <laughs> yeah, like, so and it, it, it you know i mean having said that i am definitely optimistic for it i, I just said at first i just said look i cannot keep going on the way i've been going on because uh, then i won't be going on anymore yeah <laughs> somebody, somebody once said that to us like if you guys keep going on the way you've been going on you'll go on so i have to bring <laughs> that out somewhere but um yeah you know, I, I think that i, I you know i well I, I don't think i know i allowed myself to completely give up on 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 a lot of things last year and kind of you know spent most of it nursing myself uh to the bot yeah i just threw it with with vodka to be honest yeah um but i've I, you know i realized that geez, dude, 10 months into 10 months of, of a year being like that and constantly feeling terrible and then and not really doing anything about it and, and, and not trying to find ways to 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 find some kind of happiness or or, or drive or passion so i just said you know i said Enough is enough, and um, it took me about a week or two of this year to really come around and, and get to because I, you know, I hit a pretty, hit a pretty, pretty deep trough there for a while, mm. um, and then you know, um, I had to, I had to sort of bottom out and figure things out, and then, and now, I've, you know, for, it's been what since about the second week of January now that I've, that I've uh, made a, a bunch of changes and and, and 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 hopefully headed in the right direction. But it's it is it's both optimism and also. Um, maybe not so much in equal parts, but it's also just that that sort of I'm over it sense of I cannot do that anymore. I cannot. I, I just won't allow myself to feel that way anymore. I'm glad you're feeling better. We're starting to see glimmers of hope here and there for those in your line of work, entertainment in general, but specifically music. Got some artists putting out feelers to test the waters with the intention of getting out and playing in front of people in 2021. Everyone's risk analysis is different in a situation like we've been presented, of course, and that goes for the artist side as well as the ticket-buying public. Has Seethers made any tentative plans or had any conversations for that return to normalcy? Yeah, we actually we actually are looking at as, as as I think as early as um, May maybe we're looking at that doing some things possibly even March depending on what I've heard what the scuttlebutt is. But we um, we also we're also tentatively rescheduling things that we had planned for the uh, you know the late summer into the fall of last year. We just moved that into this year and hopefully that'll 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 pan out. It's, it's gonna it's gonna look a little different. I think. I mean, we're talking about. Doing shows where there's those those kinds of pods, um, you know, where every, you, you can have I think five people within a pod, and, yep. and, and you know, so it's it's it's, it's not going to be kind of like the 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 swell of bodies that it used to be in the past. But I think, look, stuff that I wouldn't do last year, and things that I felt were kind of silly and and, and didn't really make much sense to me this year, I, dude, I'll take them because <laughs> you know it's because it's, it's it's something that's missing from my life, and it's it's a very important, a huge part of my life. In fact. The, the, what the lockdown taught me was it's, it's my entire life. <laughs> so mm. I, I've realized that, that you know, I, I can, 
I think also out of necessity now, I, 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 can, I can accept some things that I, I wouldn't have accepted in the past. But I, I thought maybe they were a little bit premature. But I think, you know, I, I, look, I'd rather err on the side of caution here and, and, and not get anybody annoyed or, or give anybody a reason to say that we are the reason why somebody died or somebody got ill. Mm. You know, so it's a, it's a, it's a tightrope, man. Um, and there are definitely rumors. There are definitely things that may happen way sooner than we thought. But I have nothing concrete here. But as soon as we do, we'll, you know, we'll let the world know. It's, it's a, I think we're looking at just doing some sort of dip our toes into the scene thing and see how it's going and see what it looks like, what the world is, how the world is responding to to the the possibility of live shows again. Yeah. I know that in some places, for example, you know, it's such a contentious issue. But I mean, you know, there's that. That, that guy, that country guy here, I think it was here in Nashville, he had like 10,000 people at a show, and he just said, damn it, you know, we're going to do this. And, you know, I kind of, I, I, I kind of respect his, the size of his testicles because uh, <laughs> he took on, you know, he took on a, he took on a massive uh, amount of, of criticism for that. But I, I think at the end of the, end of the day, there was only a handful of people that got sick from that, and, and, and I don't think there were any casualties. So, you know, but, but again, is the backlash worth it? I, I, I have... I have an okay thickness of skin. I'm not the thickest skin, and I'm, I'm sometimes I'm a little bit like villain. But I, 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 I don't want to give anybody a reason to point a finger at us and say, "Well, we've done something that that was that really hurt somebody else." So I, you know, again, it's it's that fine line of, "All right, we're going to go out. We're going to take every single precaution that is that has been given to us by guidelines from whoever." You know, whichever alphabet soup agency you want to name, we, we've, we've followed all of those guidelines. So if something does happen and somebody does get sick, God forbid, then it can't be turned back on us and, and blamed on us and, and, and used as a cudgel because, you know, we're just trying to get get through this as well. And, and, and mentally for all of us, you know, all four of us deal with this differently. You know, Dale's a fisherman. He goes out fishing most days of the week and he goes out and he's out on the water for hours and hours and hours. And that's how he copes. My thing is, you know, I don't really go anywhere, so the lockdown didn't really affect me that much because it was like, oh, okay, cool, so just keep doing what I do. Um, but it was funny because as soon as it happened, then I wanted to suddenly go everywhere. But, yeah. I, you know, I, I think that, that, that I've had enough of, 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 uh, of being muzzled and, and, and being sort of locked down in my house, and I think that I think we, we're seeing a lot more people say, okay, I'm fed up with this now too, and and. How much longer can this drag out before there's a full-on revolt? I don't know. But yeah. I, I certainly hope we don't get to a point where it becomes, uh, you know, a sort of Atlas-shrugged kind of situation and, and all hell breaks loose. I really think that, that it's time now. I think we all have enough information, even though it changes all the damn time. But I think we all have enough information to make informed decisions for ourselves and to take on the responsibility of those decisions and know that there may or may not be a repercussion to your actions. I mean, that's just life. That's life in general. And I think that there's this, there are people that are afraid, and then that is fine. They are allowed to be afraid. Um, you know, we had COVID in my house. My daughter had it. She brought it home, and or she, actually, we got it from, from a family member. But there was, you know, I, I got really upset when she had, she gets a full-on positive COVID test. And I'm going, oh, so I'm already on, you know, I'm on Lysol and Clorox lockdown. I'm wiping and spraying, and this house smelled like a, like a rose garden for a week because, you know, I didn't want this, this to spread. But we, we kept loving on our kid because she's our kid, and we're not going to not give her a kiss or not give her a hug or, you know. And it, she had three days of a runny nose, and that was it. Now, neither one of us, my wife or, or myself, even got a, a, a scratchy throat. So I got really upset by that because, I, you know, we, there's so much information that 
contradicts other information. You just never know. Like, you know, they, they said in the beginning, kids don't really spread, and, and it appears to be true because by all definition, we should have both been knocked out and bedridden because of this, this disease. And uh, we had a child in our house, and they, the toddler is notoriously a snot machine, and, a, and they're, they're like, like filthy little animals, man, that spread things everywhere. And again, we survived it. So I, was, I, I really hit a low at that point because it seems to me that my entire life had been stripped away from me based on hyperbole and exaggeration. And I, I'm, I may be wrong, but my personal experience of this was it's a runny nose. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted. In it, but I, I do think that I've, I've been in and, and then again, I hear stories from other people that, that, that they did end up in the hospital. So it, it, it just it doesn't seem like, you know, if you get the flu, there's a list of symptoms, and that's, you basically know if you've got it or not, and you know what the outcome could be. Um, and, and that's, but with this thing, it seems like there's so many variables and so many changes all the time that we don't really ever have a, a handle on it. So we don't know how to treat it. We don't know how to approach it. But I'm getting, I think we're getting to the point, and I, I, I believe I am at a point now where I, I, I'm really just, I've had enough and I, I, I need it for my own, for my own sanity to go back to some kind of thing where I can do my job. I can, I can play music for a living. Um, and, and if people want to come and watch me do it, they should be allowed to. They should, they should be, they, they have that freedom of choice still. And, they, and, and as soon as we lose that completely, then, the, the, you know, then, then we're in a, in a whole heap of trouble. But, um, yeah, we are. We are sort of sorry. That was a long-winded way of saying yes. We are reaching out. <laughs> no, it's okay. Listen, I, going back to the idea of escapism and and just the the places you find yourself when you're not allowed to go anywhere. Essentially, I mean, you mentioned Dale goes fishing and things like that. Uh, I wanted to share this with you. I recently jumped into the world of virtual reality. I got myself one of those Oculus Whoa. Quest Two headsets. Whoa. I don't. Have you ever played around yeah. with one of these, dude? Beat Saber, and um, we have another one. I think it's called Gunslinger or whatever. Yeah, my, my wife loves Beat Saber. She throws it on and she's got these two, I don't know if you know what it is, but you get these two lightsabers. Yes, yes. And you start chopping blocks, and she, dude, she's, a, she's a badass at that. I, I like the shooting one because you. It's, what's interesting is it, it, it's you, you having so much fun, you don't realize when you finish after 20 minutes, your, your legs are like jello because you've done so many squats. <laughs> yeah, <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> That's true of that light, that, that Beat Saber game for sure. Yeah. I, I downloaded an app that featured a bunch of VR concerts that put you right up on stage with the artists. And in fact, I just watched you and the St. Asonia guys cover Deftones Passenger the other night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we filmed that. Oh, wow. That was a, that was a, I think we did that about... Three or four years ago, they asked me to go up to Vermont and or Connecticut and and be part of that. Um, and I flew up there with my wife, and we and we 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 got to hang out. And it was it was it was kind of cool because, you know, when we were filming it, obviously you don't realize how cool it is. And then a couple of weeks later, they sent me that that video, and it's just it's really fun being you right in the middle of it all. I mean, it, it's kind of a cool concept. And I honestly thought that VR would be much bigger than it than it is at this point. Yeah, you know what I mean. I I, I thought that. Um, well, first of all, it was always super expensive. I mean, if you, the original Oculus, I think, was what almost a grand. Um, and I just have the I have the PlayStation one, but um, I think that you know you would have thought that you would have seen a, a well. Having said that, I, as I'm as I'm talking, it, it was almost impossible to find a PlayStation VR headset uh, halfway through the pandemic when we first were looking into it. So I actually had to buy one on eBay for like. 
twice the price. Oh, but, man. Uh, <laughs> kind of like the PS5 like, now, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, dude, I'll wait. I can totally wait. I I used to need to have the, the, the next shiny new thing as soon as possible so I could be on the on the you know on the entertainment cusp, but I I, I really don't care. I mean, I'll I'll wait until it becomes normal available to us normal people, and I'll be very happy with it. But um, yeah, the VR thing that's one of the ways that you could really put yourself in the show, and, and maybe that's what we 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 should be looking into for future streams. Make it you know present it in such a way that you can feel like you're in the room because that might be the one thing that that create some sort of connection that's currently not there. Yeah, this is because, not a, this is not a paid advertisement by any means, yeah. but that that Im, <laughs> that immersive experience really puts you in that place and until we get live rock shows back in full swing, this was about as good as it gets. Yeah, and I if, I'll tell you about another thing that that um, for for Christmas my my mother-in-law gave me this this it's called a haptic feedback vest. Hmm. And you put it on and you and you can plug in your your PlayStation or whatever you or you can even just put in music and then it vibrates with the with the sound and the music. So basically, if you're running playing Call of Duty for for example, and you get shot, you can feel that the, the the thing will vibrate where you got shot. Basically, so it's it's, 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 real sort of, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. And I for the first thing that I did when I put it on is I, I, I threw on one of our songs and dude, it was it was insane. The emotional. Out, like the, 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 this intense emotional experience I had because it had been so long since I felt that that rumble from from playing live, and then this that this vest was was simulating that for me. So it was it was crazy. Now imagine, okay, obviously you have to invest, uh, you know, in a bunch of different things here. But imagine being uh, wearing a VR headset with this haptic feedback vest on, and you're watching a band play. That would be insane. It, it would be like an, a completely alternate reality kind of. Absolutely. I mean, I buy into it. Just I can't believe sometimes that I've been on that thing for an hour or more, just playing yeah. poker with some people or mini golf or yeah. something. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> but uh, anyway, see their frontman Sean Morgan is my special guest. CV Potch and Parabellum is the band's eighth studio album, the second to be self-produced. Uh, and imagine your level of comfort in that chair grew quite a bit between the two albums. <laughs> Yeah, the first one. The first one was was not a nightmare, but it was. I certainly felt the the weight of the world on my shoulders there. But as soon as we walked in, you know, I knew, I knew I liked the the, the way the music was. I didn't feel like it needed any any drastic changes. And as, as we went, I, I I did some things on the fly here and then. Yeah, it all worked out. And then this time around, uh, the songs had been had been complete for a lot longer too. So the last time I think I finished the songs, and a month later we were we were in the studio. This time there was about three or four months that went by. So I had plenty of time to revisit and, and, and just make sure in my mind that, that the songs were at a place that I wanted them to be. Um, and you know what, man? It's, I don't see a reason why we would need a producer at this point to, to step in because um, really what it becomes is I, have, I, I take so long to, to, you know, I write like 45, 50 ideas for an album, and then I figure out, which ones are the ones I think are the strongest? And, and maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. And, and then the, the rest all go into a, a sort of a, a folder somewhere, and I concentrate on those ones. And then I work on those for, for a month or two, uh, or as long as it takes. And then when it's done, then I, 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 put, I put vocals on, and, then I, and really the whole process takes so long that by the time I, I present a demo, it's the way I think it should be as a song. It's you know I, I sometimes feel like producers came in to help bands that, that needed help, right? And I think there's a lot of bands that, that do need help, and I think there's a lot of bands that don't need help. Um, I know that being the guy that was in charge the first time around was scary, but it was super exciting. And this time it was just fun. Um, 
because all the guys came in knowing their parts. You know, we, it was it was great because we were we were four guys this time instead of three. So I didn't have to play all the guitar, do all the vocals, and try and you know juggle all the other things that come with 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 the producing side of it. So yeah, I definitely got more comfortable. And I, when we added Corey Lowry to the band, um, that was what like I think 2018. So he came in and he's you know he's a great guitarist. He's he's a he's a great engineer too, which I, I really didn't know. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. So he, he you know we've got this guy. We just we just did an acoustic uh, track just uh, I think last week I think we all got together and we recorded some acoustic thing, and um, Corey engineered it and uh, yeah and he he's killer man so so we we basically have an in house engineer um, for any future recording so it, it, more and more the, we sort of take more of this more of the of the of the career more of the band's you know output is coming back to us. And we are more in control of all of it without anybody else, you know, dipping their finger in the pie kind of thing. So it's it's cool. It's, it definitely comes out more. It definitely um, translates better when it, when I'm the one who's telling the the engineers what kind of tone I'm looking for or or you know what kinds of sounds I need. Because what you what you find often with producers is they like to use their guitars and their amps on the albums. Mm. Um, and that's because they they you know, they spent a lot of money on those guitars and amps and they, Gear junkies, and they really yeah. want them. Yeah, so they, they want them. You know, you just spent six thousand. So we have to use that Gibson. Cool. It doesn't sound like our band at all, but why not, mm. man? You know, it's that kind of. And they just and then you'll find that a lot of producers they'll produce four or five different bands that all kind of sound the same because they use the exact same tones on everything. So yeah, you know, I I like to have a little bit more variation than that. So. Um, I, I just have fun with it, man. I, I learned what I needed to learn from other producers and, 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 and certainly some engineers. I know the guys that I work well with and, and I feel comfortable knowing. And look, if I'll be the first to say, hey, maybe it's maybe I need to bring somebody else in here to help me out because I'm struggling. Um, but I've just felt good, man. I've, I felt like I, I, I don't I mean, I'm writing strong songs, I feel. And, and this is my favorite album. And, and not just because it's the most recent. I'm, I feel like I'm really starting to come into my own. And the less people that are involved that, are, that, that, that put any kind of doubt in my mind, the better. Yeah, that makes sense. From previous conversations you and I have had, it's clear that you're the primary songwriter and lyricist for the band. Looking back over Seether's entire catalog, has it become easier over time to truly be happy with a finished product in retrospect? You know, yeah. Yeah, it is. Because, again, because we've taken a lot of it back, and I'm, I'm more in the driver's, driver's seat than I've ever been, you, and also having lived with the demos for long enough that I know, okay, we have to beat this. And, and the demos, by the way, sound like demos, but I know I want to beat some things and I know I want some things to be similar. Like there's a, there'll be a certain kind of frequency that kicks in and, and I need that to happen on the album. But for the most part, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not difficult to, to, to accomplish, but you, 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 you have less and less regrets when you don't give There's been many times that when a producer would make a change and you wouldn't, I wouldn't speak up because, hell, this guy's a producer. He knows what he's doing. I'm the idiot who's, who doesn't like that, but I'll learn to live with it. Mm. Um, and then you, you know, and then it in- includes songs that make it to the album that you didn't think were great enough. Or, and it, 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 it includes things like your management selecting a single that I didn't think was should be a single. And, and those kinds of things have all sort of slowly but surely been pushed aside. So there's far less per album now where I go, oh, God, I wish we had changed that. And, and you know, there's always going to be some little thing that, that, that kind of stands out to me. But when it's my mistake and my oversight, I, I, I find it's a lot easier to deal with than if it was because of somebody else, you know, injecting their opinion or their, or their 
their style into into the songs that I wrote, and then feels like that was an improvement based on, on you know yeah. their perspective. So these are your babies, as opposed to like the shared custody type situation with a producer, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, well. Almost like sometimes the producer comes in and it's like it's like a CPS, you know, shows up at your door and you and they 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 they're asking all these questions and and, and having you doubt yourself and and mm. honestly, uh, most of the producers I worked with except for Brendan O'Brien was great by the way, but some of the other guys were terrible, and they 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 really made had me doubting myself as well as the, we had an A and R guy that. Uh, basically was one eleventh of a hit song one time and then he decided he was the best songwriter on the planet. Oh, so he, he would tell me he would tell me straight up that I sucked and I needed to bring in a, a writer and oh he was available. <laughs> so wow. I I mean he had me at a point where I was gonna quit playing music because he kept telling me, you know, and, and this is at a time when we were it was like it was the country country song came out and mm. it was it was around that era and and, and the, the album after that too and, and this guy just kept hammering that he thought I sucked. And I was like, man well, then I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to quit and I'll, I'll go find something else to do. And then that's how bad it was when these people inject their opinions. Um, so, yeah, it's nice. It's nice not to have, you know, I'll have my own. I have heaps of self-doubt within myself. I don't need anybody else to, to like that, that, that pyre, uh, that, that fire. Um, so I, I'm, you know, it's, I, I'm very happy with the way things turn out because, again, if there's any mistakes or oversight, it's usually my fault. And I, it's much easier for me to forgive that because it was a mistake rather than have to learn to love something or actually never learn to love something because I didn't put it in there. I didn't suggest it there. I didn't want it there, but it made it there because I didn't speak up or I was led to believe that I, I had no choice. I know I'm running out of time here, Sean, and this has been a fun conversation between the you know VR conversation and talking about getting <laughs> shows back. I've really, uh, I've really enjoyed this, but uh, I did want to ask you real quick. You just put the video out for Bruised and Bloodied. When was that one filmed real quick? We filmed it right before Thanksgiving, I think, because uh, there was a, there was a window we had to operate under, um, and I really, really, really didn't want to go the animated route again. I, I felt it was important for a couple reasons. First, being I needed to see the guys, and I needed us all to to, to be together. You know, because it had been months since we'd seen each other, and I think it's important for us to reconnect on that level because you know, quite often there'll be weeks or months that go by and we don't even talk to each other, which is which is a shame. Mm. But it's just it's just the way because no, well it's. Normally, we wouldn't have that much time to be apart. <laughs> so, but anyway, so there was that. And I, th I think the other thing, too, was we wanted to sort of make a, uh, I mean, maybe subconsciously kind of a hopeful statement and say, look, yes, things are weird. But look, we got together in this room and we played just to sort of say on some level, there's still the idea of normalcy. Um, you know, and we, we, we did all the protocols. We did all the right things just in case everyone starts jumping down our throats. Like, you guys don't care about COVID. No, we did. We had to take tests and we had to, you know, everybody was wearing masks around us. And, um, you know, so we were safe about it. But I wanted to make some kind of a statement and say, look, we're in the room together. We're not filming ourselves at different parts of the country and just accepting that that's going to be how we live our lives for the rest of our lives. We're going to say, no, we can be in a room together and we can come out the other side of it. And, and not even one of us got a, a, you know, a sneeze. So it was, it was just, it was just part of that sort of fed up mentality of, um, well, we can accept it and we can do sort of these separate things and we can all sort of splash together. But I thought it was important for not only for people in general to see that, 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 that look, maybe this is the start of a, of a return to something normal because we all came out the other side unscathed. And the other thing was really for all of us, it was important mentally because I know a couple of the guys are struggling pretty, pretty hard as I am. 
and we don't really talk to each other about our struggles. You know, we find out through the wife, the 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 the, the wife vine, that that there's there's struggles going on, and, and and I mean, you know, it's sad that we find out not from each other but from our collective better halves that that that, that there's some struggling going down, and. Um, you know, just being in a room together with those three guys a week, a week after that, you're still floating above the ground because it was such, it was so euphoric to be sort of, it felt like the good old days. We were miming, we were, we were playing along to a pre-recorded track, but it felt like a show and it, we had that same kind of excitement and energy about it. So it, it certainly helped, I think, get me through some, some tough times. And I think it was good for everyone. I appreciated the aesthetic for sure, because I, I get what you're saying. Uh, that definitely felt like being part of a rock show. Maybe not quite VR, but uh, <laughs> that's cool. Sean, thanks so much for the time. It's always great to catch up with you, and I always look forward to our next conversation. Well, thanks, bro. Thanks so much for having me, man. I appreciate it, bro. You bet. Have a great day, all right? You too, man. Thanks, brother.